Welcome to the show, everybody. I am your expert life strategist, Karina Calhoun, and today is another amazing episode. I have a special guest, one of my brothers, whom I love dearly. So welcome to the show, Daryl. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Where in the world are you right now? Um, I guess you can call this a basement. Uh, slash gym, slash my office, slash my thinking spots. And where is that? What state? Oh, uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm in actually in Maryland, Brandywine, Maryland. Um, okay. I'm not really sure if you know where that is, but Southern Maryland area. Okay. And so, what brings you to the show today? Um. So the gracious host so graciously uh, advised me of this show, which I went to go checked out on. The podcast channel which I really enjoy and really just trying to spread my message that I'm started uh, maybe a couple months ago about make bringing awareness to mental health uh, issues uh, amongst everybody you know a lot of people like to just say we want to focus on this community and that community but this is this is actually a prevalent problem that everybody suffers from um you know, for people that actually look at my show, I actually tell my story bit by bit, piece by piece in each episode that I do, but I do it through a comedic uh, way. Um, I think that's, for me, the best way I can reach people. So let me ask you a question. Why do you want to share this? I mean, I know I hear so many different people talking about uh, mental wellness and uh, a lot of things that are going on in the world. We've just come out of COVID, not fully. Then there's monkeypox that's going on. Of course, we've had social unrest. We have political trauma. We have so much that's going on. And for a while, I was hearing constantly of so many, what I like to think are mental breaks in people. Sometimes people mm. think it's comedy or, you know, things like that. But for me, I could kind of see that it was, you know, people are having mental breaks. So why did you want to start this specifically? What does it mean to you? I'm, I'm, I'm one of the few that got blessed to have a second chance. And mm. what I mean by that is this, I don't think anybody can tell me too many people that had a mental episode to where they actually tried to harm themselves and they actually lived to tell about it. Mm. So I'm actually one of the select few that went through all those trials of struggles and put in the work to get better and actually had a second chance to say, you know what, let me share what I went through and let me bring some humility to me so others can laugh to say, you know what, it's actually okay to be this way because, you know, the biggest, there's the, one of the biggest things is acceptance. You have to actually accept who you are. Uh, me being bipolar, um, suffering from depression, anxiety, it's not going anywhere. So it made a point blank period. It's not going to go anywhere. You have to learn how to control it. You have to learn how to control your emotions. You got to learn how to control your triggers. And People do it in different ways and I do it by laughing. Um, a lot of these people that I reach out to and then reach back out to me, you know, nine times out of 10, they're alone. So when you're actually alone 
and all these thoughts run through your mind and you don't know where to turn, that's when you actually contemplate and make plans and actually want to sit there and say, you know what, I ain't got nothing else to live for. Um, I, I talk a lot about stuff that you got to hold on to. You know, I hold on to the fact that, you know, I got children that depend on me. And that's the one reason why I'm really still here. And then um, I, have, I have a brother that actually put this idea in me by having a dark sense of humor. I'm going I'm to give you a quick example. So we joke a lot, his, his, his humor is dark, but it comes from love. So he came, like one day he called me, I'm going to like the worst point of my life. And he knows my mental issues and stuff like that. And he calls me, he says, hey, um, I just want to make sure you're still alive because I'm missing some rope from my garage. And <laughs> as dark as wait that joke minute, is- Wait a minute, wait a minute. He said miss, he's missing what? Missing some rope. So as dark as that joke is, you know, I cried on the floor laughing at that joke. Yeah. Because he tell, basically he tells me, listen, I joke with you like that because, you know, we got to keep laughing from crying and we got to actually understand that we're not going to change as a person. So you got to accept who you are. And from that point forward, it's just like, you know what, if I can sit there and laugh at myself, at some of the, you know, some of the things that I've been through, I can share this with the world and say, you know what? You guys laugh at me. See how happy I am and accept who you are far as whatever your mental con uh, condition is. Um, so me rambling a lot, that's kind of an overall synopsis of how I came up with this. Well, it's not necessarily a ramble. It's just you pouring out, you know, your heart. And that's really what, what what the idea is of you being here on the show today i can tell you that this is probably the heaviest show that i've had in the history of this show but it's much needed and i'm thankful that you're the one that came forward to talk about this because again we see it left and right mm -hmm. i mean it is prevalent and there's this this thing where people feel like they can't talk about it and that's that's really big amongst men, and mm -hmm. and I, I and and I'm not trying to you know say men have it worse than women or women have it worse than men, but if you actually from my personal experience, in my opinion, a woman can look to a man for strength to say, "Hey, I'm going through this. I need you to be there for me." But who does a man go to? A lot of men don't talk to other men about their problems, and a lot of men don't lean on a woman to help them solve their problems. That's kind of where the dark place comes in. And a lot of people don't really realize that. Now, the flip side of that coin is, you know, when a woman goes through, and I and think about it, a lot of women reach out to me after seeing a couple of my videos, just say like, how do I cope and what do I do? The one thing that as men, we have to stop doing, when a woman actually starts giving you signs that something's wrong, don't just say they're woman issues. So you're like, no, she's, you know, she's going to do some woman thing or it's just her time of the month or, you know, whatever it is, because that woman could very well be on the verge of a break. Um, it's, it's kind of like the signs are so visible, but we miss them every single time. And, um, and that's when tragedy hits. And 
that's the overall, to be honest, that's the overall goal of my channel, to prevent tragedy before it happens, to understand that there's always somebody there you can talk to. Um, if you, I mean, you got family, friends that you trust to talk to, then you talk to them. Uh, if you have a professional, I the number one person you probably want to talk to is a professional. Um, and those come at a cost also at free. Like if you look at free programs, there are free people that you can talk to uh, to prevent you from hurting yourself. Um, but at the end of the day, I've never heard anybody say that I just had a really good laugh and I feel horrible about it. What I mean by that is I just laugh so much now and I'm back down depressed. Like when you laugh and you get that level of energy up and you're and you're happy and you're laughing, it's hard to come down from that um, in that particular moment. So if I can put laughter in people's lives that need it, because Lord knows I needed it at one point, I kind of feel like that's what I'm putting back out into the world. So while we are not, you know, we're not therapists, we're not counselors, we're nothing of that sort. We're, you know, certainly not advertising as such. Right. But what are some of the signs? You just talked about, you know, the signs are there. It's evident. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the signs that you are familiar with? Maybe not necessarily for you that you've experienced, right. but that you are aware of just, you know, whether it's you, anyone else. What are some um, signs? So the, the, one of the biggest ones is isolation. Uh, once you isolate yourself from everybody in the world, um, especially if you're not an introvert and you suddenly just went to a really big isolation mode, that's one of the big tall tale signs. Um, Jurassic mood changes. Um, if you have like, you know somebody that's always upbeat and happy and just seeming like they can go from zero to a hundred back down to zero really, really quick, you know, that's some of the tall tale signs. But then you also, gotta listen deeply to what some people say. Mm-hmm. Like, it, sometimes people will give you the clues of what they plan to do or what they want to do to themselves just by the speech and the rhetoric that they spit to mm-hmm. you. And, you know, and, and that's really broad, but it's just like, sometimes you just gotta look a little bit deeper, especially with somebody close to you. Cause if there's somebody close to you, you know their mannerisms, you know who they are as a person, you know when something's not right. Like, you know, for example, my son or your daughter called, we know something's not right. Right. So that's just something that can't be ignored. Like, you know, and the number one thing I tell people, um, like you said, I'm not a therapist, uh, you know, the license to do any of that. But when people call me, I just, when they, they just want to talk, I just let them vent. I let people vent and I tell them about my personal experience. And then the first thing I say before I let them vent or before I go to my personal experience is, do you have a therapist? Do you have mm-hmm. a psychiatrist? Because if you don't, you need to go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Because people can carry around the weight of the world around their shoulders and keep ignoring it. But when you have that much weight, how much weight does it take before you break? So, yeah. Absolutely. And one of the questions that I do want to ask you, Mm. so you talked about um, talking to men and men, you know, I feel like you just put out a clarion call, you know, don't dismiss what a woman is saying to you. Mm. 
But then what would you say to the women? And, you know, that was really one of the reasons why I wanted you to be on the show, because we know that here at Go Be Great, most of the audience is women. So I wanted to be able to get from a man's perspective mm. that is um, working through mental wellness, what is it that we as women need to be, number one, looking for, and how can we support men in our lives? It could, doesn't necessarily have to be a spouse, you know, a right. partner. A partner it could be a father, brother, cousin, uncle. Well, um, the first thing I'll say is a man is really triggered when he no longer feels he's a man. And what I mean by that is um, my personal experience. When I got laid off from a job that I was at for 13 years, and you know now I'm coming home, still thinking I'm the man. It, it doesn't work that way with, with some women because at that point you're no longer looked as the man. You looked as playing the child. Yeah. Because what is a man provides a man, you know, goes to work. A man does all the things a man's supposed to do. But if you got into something that's out of your control, you know, now you feel like you're playing the child instead of the man. And I say all that to say that one thing that you that women can do to make sure that they ensure ensure support for the man, um, if they're going through something, you feel like they triggered and they feel like there's something wrong with them mentally, the worst thing you can do is weaponize it against him. Oh. Don't make that a weapon against him because he all, the man already feel, doesn't feel like a man. So if you weaponize what he's probably going through, what you not, if you're not a professional able to diagnose, you're weaponizing what he has against him. And then that's just a re recipe for disaster. Um, you know, I wanna, I wanna kind of park right there for a second because something you said when, in this situation, when he comes home and he realizes, you know, specifically his financial landscape has changed. Mm -hmm. Okay. That probably internally causes him to feel like, you know, certain dynamics have changed in the relationship. That's, you know, that's going to be another topic we're going to have to come back and talk about because right. if you're in a relationship, you know, and listen, y'all know here, on the show, I have been very transparent. I have an ex-husband, I got a baby daddy, and I got a husband. So with that being said, I've experienced quite a bit of stuff. And it's just the fact that when you are in these relationships, you got to make sure, you know, it's the right thing. Because when the hammer comes down, those trials and tribulations, that's really going to show who you are and who that other person is, and then mm -hmm. how you value that relationship. But that's, I digress, that's for another topic because that's a good one right there. Because yeah, I'm just gonna put this out so there and I know I'm gonna get some hate. I know it, I know it, I know it. But if the financial landscape changes and it's probably no fault of whether it's a man or the woman's, no one should be felt, no one should be made to feel less valuable. I mean, that is just you, you said it because that's you're absolutely right. You said it. Nobody really, you really shouldn't get any hit off that because a woman can feel the same way. If a woman goes to work and just say, "Hey, here's your severance package, but you're no longer needed. Thank you for your service," and they come home and feel like, "Dang, I don't, I don't feel like the woman of the house." It works both ways. 
Um, yeah. It would still be wrong for a man to weaponize that against a woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I, I talked about this. We have to begin to really see where, where these thought processes are holding us back. And I, I talked about this a couple of months ago. Um, I had been so busy just doing so many different things. Not that my house, you know, my house is not nasty, it's not dirty, anything like that, but I needed some help. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, but if I if I get somebody in here to help me clean my house, does that make me less than a woman? I literally had to struggle with that, you know, but then at the same time, I know the hustle that I'm doing that's making me so busy, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so there's a lot of things in our mind that we really have to deal with because they can begin to become our reality. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I literally, I really had to process through that, that this doesn't make me more of a woman, less of a woman, whatever the case may be. I know, you know, I mean, it's, it's just some things to think about. I know this is probably gonna be another topic we're gonna have to come back and talk about. But anyway, what is it that you want to, what's the message that you want to bring? I know you've talked about you want to bring awareness, mm -hmm. but from your heart, you know, really from your heart, what is it that you want to say? If you could think of a guy that's out there, a dude that's out there that may be in the same situation that you were in, what is it that you want to say to them? Oh, there's a safe haven. There's, there's, a, there's a safe haven. We don't stop with the channel. So we're, we're implementing programs. And of course, you know, it's going to take time. It's going to take money to do that. But we're implementing programs to where we're actually having uh, areas for group talk therapy. We're actually going to, we're actually not just sitting here saying, because it's like the old saying, what, what is continually talking about a problem going to do without any action? So to anybody that went through what I went through, um continually going through is you gotta understand that there is a safe haven you don't have it at home you don't have it anywhere immediately around you believe me there's a safe haven and then that's what we're going to bring to everybody um a lot of things are still being mapped out but um you're not alone in the fight and the problem is like a lot of people that don't really understand it don't understand what kind of fight it is because you, I can describe it as you waking up and putting on some gloves and fighting yourself every morning. Uh -huh. So Karina is fighting bipolar Karina every morning. And who's going to win? But it's an ongoing fight. You don't want the other side to win because we know what the end result of that's going to be. Um, but, you know, a lot more is going to come, a lot more... Um, because, like I said, just off the couple videos I have so far, a lot of support is rolling in and a lot of people that actually want to volunteer and help to do this. So when we know that we can actually confidently tell somebody, hey, if it's not me, but there's always somebody you can reach out to, especially uh, suicide prevention hotlines and stuff like that. But if I can just sit here and say, hey, we got this room of people, nobody in here is judging you. You can come in here and talk. 
you can come here and not say a word. You can come here and get some free coffee and leave for all I care. But there is going to be a safe haven for people that go through this. And that's the ultimate goal of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So one of the things, as we begin to wrap up, one of the things that you brought up um, early on in the conversation, you talked about the idea of isolation. Mm. You know, and this is a hot topic with me probably for the last year now, because as an entrepreneur, just as an entrepreneur, period, forget about anything else. This is something that, and because there are so many entrepreneurs, so many people deal with isolation and they think because, well, you're an entrepreneur, the isolation that entrepreneurs encounter is different from isolation that this type of person or whatever isolation is isolation and when you get into isolation it's the darkness of it mm. that takes people out and so i want you you've already talked about you know the show is not the end all be all to what you're doing mm -hmm. because i believe it's a movement that you are creating out here mm -hmm. so what is what is it that you can say to folks about that isolation? I know you've talked about, you know, you can come in, you can get a cup of coffee, you can say something or not, whatever the case may be. But what are some things that you can speak to as far as the isolation? So I, I just entered my 29th month of being sober. So I appreciate it. That's, so, you have no idea how awesome that is to hear. Yeah, so 29 months, uh, completely sober. And the one thing that isolation is going to make you, it's going to do, that's going to, and this isn't an opinion, this is a fact. Isolation is going to make you reflect and hate what you've done with your past. Mm -hmm. So what it does is, I think about when I was in isolation, I think about all those drunk nights, all the things that I've done, all the reasons why I'm not supposed to be here right now. And understanding like, dang, I really did that. Or I couldn't even believe I've done that. Or I'm horrible for what I've done. And you sit there and then you start to hate yourself. Because, you know, now I'm sober-minded. And I'm like, who was that person doing that? Um, the isolation of that and you continuously doubting yourself and and being disgusted of what you've done in the past or what you could have done better, and you continuously play that over and over and over in your head, it's going to break you. And that's the biggest thing about isolation. It's always the, what what, what, uh, what could I do better? Why did I do this? I'm disgusted why I did this. And not understanding that that's nothing, it's, it's nothing but growth. So it's, 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 it's all a part of a purpose that none of us have control of. We're, we're all put on this earth for a reason and we all go through things for a reason. So everything that I did, drunk as a skunk, for every time I did it and every time I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, I can't even believe I did that. But then I wouldn't be here if I didn't do that. So, but you're not going to have that mindset in isolation. Uh -huh. When you isolate yourself, one other thing you do, when you isolate yourself from people that you love or love you, you break down your support system. Uh -huh. So if you're, if you're in isolation, who's supporting you through this? And how are you, how are you actually going to make it through 
because I don't I don't recommend anybody try to do it alone. But if you don't have a support system, if you don't have the right people around you, it's very, very difficult to get around that. Yeah. You know, again, very transparent moment. Um, I have been sober for nearly 20 years now. And so. Wow, congrats. Um, yes, absolutely. I was that person. And even to this day, I can honestly tell you, because my husband and I can be watching TV, we can be um, one of the shows that we like to watch at the end of the day is crazy, is cops. And I can't tell you how many times I've told my husband, I've done that, I've done that, that's been me, that's been me. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful and grateful because that was me. And yeah. so when you talk about the idea of, and this is just, just some encouragement that I want to give you and those that are listening, forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Stop judging yourself. Yeah, Because the main thing is, like you said, you're here today. And that's the main thing that counts. Right. Yeah. Forgive yourself and really don't judge yourself based on what you were doing then. That wasn't you. Because I can tell that wasn't me. Yeah, I've had I have had plenty of cop moments myself. So I believe me, I get what you're saying. (laughs) Um, So so it's 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 um it's interesting to really sit down and, and, and talk to people and understand things that they've gone through and even what, you know, they still may be going through at the moment. But um, I just wanna thank you for coming and having this conversation because I really believe that people need to hear this. More people need to hear this. And every side needs to hear it, men, women, Black, white, Asian, Latino, right. you know, it does not matter. Right. Everybody deals with this. Everybody on the face of the earth. It doesn't matter. It doesn't skip over folks just because they look a certain way. Right. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I guess the, um, no, you're absolutely right. And um, I guess with the channel and what we're doing, um, I, don't, I don't see where we fail. I really don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see failure as an option. I don't see how we fail in anything. Uh, so talk to us. Tell us. Tell us the name of the channel. How we can reach you. Of course, we'll have clickable notes, clickable links in the show notes, and things like that. But tell us the name of it. Tell us where we can find you and any contact information you may have. Okay. Yeah. So the show is called DQTV. Um, it's a lot of DQTVs on YouTube. So. Um, if you could share the link uh, somehow way, that'd be, I'd greatly appreciate that. Also, you can reach me on dqtvlive at gmail.com, all lowercase dqtvlive at gmail.com. Um, if you email me there, I'll actually, I will respond. I will send you the links. I will send you information on what we're doing. Um, also, anybody can reach me on Facebook. You can add me on Facebook at Daryl Queen. You'll see my ugly big headed picture when it pops up. Just send me a send me a uh, friend request and I'll click on it. Awesome. I love it. Any last words that you want to give to anyone that's listening? Um don't 
anybody that's has a loved one that's going through this, don't downplay it. Anyone that's going through it, understand that you're not alone. And hopefully one day that we all have a really big united front on actually preventing any more tragedies of people taking their own life because of this and actually allocating more resources to help people. Absolutely, absolutely. So for those that are listening, uh, you can dial 988 to get to the suicide prevention hotline and you can also text 988 for the suicide Pre prevention hotline. So this has been another great show on Go Be Great Coaching. I am your host, Karina Calhoun, and we've had Daryl Queen here. And I will see you all on the flip side. Bye, folks.